Hello, and welcome to Dynabros, your official react of the Dynamo Faithful podcast. I'm your guest host, Scroggins, here to recap the demoralizing drudgery that was our match against the Seattle Sounders tonight. Much like the Houston Dynamo, we are playing a couple of men down tonight, so you're getting a special Scroggins-only reaction. The story of this game was uh, much like Galveston Bay. You know, it's a distinctive feature of the Houston area, yet it just kind of stinks. We, um, I felt like we really brought the nasty tonight, and I think the ref agreed with that as we received two red cards tonight. One definitely deserved by Bossy. What was he thinking there? It looked like he was going to position his body, and really what he did is he positioned his foot on Nico Ladero's knee and scraped all the way down to his ankle, and that's that's just a solid red card. It's really hard to argue against that one. But on the other, the second red card that we received was a, uh, a red on yellow card accumulation by Ache Ache, and... This one, man, I really have a problem with. How was Ache Ache's pull down of Lodero any worse than number 25, the Seattle Sounders? I think Reagan, Ragan, I don't know how to say his name, but he pulled down Coco just minutes before that and received no cards. So I don't understand how Ache Ache received a red when uh, number 25, the Sounders, received nothing for for literally the same foul and in the positions were incredibly similar coco was on a breakaway ladero was on a breakaway i get it like either call a yellow there in both cases or call no yellows there it's a foul yes but man i just don't see it as a, a yellow card on ache ache and maybe i have my dynamo colored glasses on but it just seems like the ref was against us the whole stinking match I mean, there's lots that we could talk about here with the uneven play calling uh, or uneven calling within the match. Um, he just, after Bossy's foul, it looks like he he was just looking for reasons to give us cards. The game definitely felt like there were a lot of cards in it, but it felt like all the cards found us and not the Sounders, who were playing just as rough as we were. Um, the most egregious to me was when Baird was playing defensively in our box, which, man, Baird put in a heck of a shift on the defensive side, if not the offensive side. And... And he was pulled down by, once again, number 25 of the Sounders, by his face in our box, and nothing was called there. Not even like a foul. And, uh, man, that just that just gets to me. It hurts my dynamo heart. And I, I don't understand why that was not called anything. I thought the rule book was that any kind of hands to the face like that was going to be a red. Or is that just a thing that we emphasized last year and not this year? But none of it really mattered. Um, the bossy got that red early on, like 20 minutes into the game, and then our game plan went straight out the window. From there, it was Galveston Bay, a feature of Houston, a gritty defensive performance, um, but it was just not great to look at, much like Galveston Bay. But uh, I got to be proud of our our now patented four center back uh, line, back line of Escobar, Mikhail, Bartlow, and Steris. They they played great. They rotated well with the ball. They mopped things up. Artur also had a great game just mopping things up and, and with some really clever passing and dribbling. Um, Baird had some beautiful skill moves in there as well, dribbling through five or six guys. But then, you know, again... Like we said last week, um, and we've talked about before, the the final pass was just off, or our passing would be a step behind or a step ahead. Um, but 
these are the things we've come to expect from the from the Houston Dynamo, and this seems to be like a feature and not a bug of Benny Ball. Which, by the way, hey Ben Olson, it's time to stop practicing defensive rotation and time to focus on passing. Um, if we're going to pass out of the back, we got to be better at it, at least from our last line, our attacking line. Um, and then, you know, we, we played the majority of the game, a man down, and then it just completely, the wheels came off with the second red and the Sounders finally scored late in the game to end our unbeaten and unscored upon run in Shell Energy Stadium, which, hey, you know, if you're going to go out, what a heck of a way to go out with that, with that record, huh? Like just to really put two foot into people and, and foul the snot out of them. We said we wanted to bring the nasty and, uh, job done. So let's move on to good, bad, and ugly. And you guys, uh, in Dynamo Twitterland, tweet at us, let us know what you think of this because we have only my opinion in here. We want to hear from you guys. Um, I think the good of this match was definitely defensive effort. The standouts to me were, um, Franco Escobar's effort on that from that left back, and then he kind of moved into a left center back position. Uh, man, he he put in a heck of a shift. I've already mentioned Artur, but for me, the best performance, the the most good that can come out of this game was once again Mikhail had one heck of a game. I don't remember that guy putting a foot wrong. It's making me just go teenage who teenage can be out and and we can sell out. Uh, sell on his his uh, contract. We could sell him for a profit, whatever, uh, because Mikhail looks like the real deal to my eye. Um, the bad, that's really simple for any of us. Uh, the bad was definitely the refereeing. Good night. That was awful. Once again, pro refs just clothing themselves with uh, glory. And by glory, I mean shame. They should really uh, be ashamed of this ref's performance. Um, super uneven calling felt like the game wanted to go Seattle's way because of the ref. Uh, I'm not like a big conspiracy theorist, but if you're out there saying, Hey, Sounders always seem to get the call. This game is just going to be more, uh, ammo in your camp there. Um, finally the ugly, uh, for me, the ugly was Brian Schmetzer's tie. Did anybody see that? Like, his tie looked like it was a mile wide. It was huge. It was an ugly paisley. And the dude, man, you got to be, what, 60 years old, Brian, and you don't know how to tie a proper tie. He looked like he went with a single overhand Windsor knot uh, or a single overhand Victorian knot. And and really, you need to go with a double Windsor. You're you're a man of, of established prestige within the coaching world. Learn how to tie a freaking tie and also... Just, man, as a husband, as a married man that sometimes has to wear a tie for my profession, before you walk out the door, before you pack that bag, Schmetz, ask your wife, does this tie look good with this shirt? Because the answer was no. Your tie and shirt combination was just as ugly as the ref and Seattle Sounders combination. So I'm just throwing that out there. That's for free, Brian. You can send me a little kickback or shout out or whatever if you want later. Uh, but listen to my advice and uh, you'll thank me a lot later. Well, guys, uh, thank you for joining Dinah Bro uh, tonight. Don't forget, we'll be bringing you post-game reactions with no analysis and all emotion all season long. Thank you for tuning in and stay faithful. Thank you for listening to the Dynamo Faithful Podcast. We are Chris Sinski, Manny Farcier, 
Christopher Scroggins, Jake Barry, Kyle McGuire, Emmett Rumfield, and James Franklin. Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff with marketing and design from Zach Billow. Dynabot is powered by predictions from 538 Club Soccer Predictions. Learn more at 538.com. Music provided by Alex Grohl on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dynamo underscore faithful and send your questions to dynamofaithfulpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful.